Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. Podcast of Dreamwalker 1960. I am Dreamwalker 1960. I do not wish to use my true name because the only true name that's of any importance is Jesus. But why Dreamwalker? Well, that has to do with Acts 2.17. In the last days, God said, I will pour my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men and women will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Well, 1960 is when I was born. So, to many of you out there, I will be considered old. And I do dream dreams, and I started receiving these dreams when I was born again in 1984. Actually, there's one before that when I was 18 that actually got me started on my journey towards God. But we'll stick with the ones after 1984 to where I received a lot of visions and dreams from God. At that time, originally, I was actually asked by God through my dreams to minister to the children of the, of the late 1980s. But I him and hawed and fell short. Then in the 90s, I was called to write Christian comic books. Christian superhero comic books. I even got financial backing for that, but again, I faltered and failed. Then I vacillated with my Christianity and how I grew. And then in, in 2013, I entered into what I call my year of Job. 
at that time, my second marriage fell apart. Uh, within 72 hours, my ex-wife, who had been shoplifting, was caught, and I had let her know. The next time she goes to jail again, or we get evicted from our apartment, I will divorce her. Within that 72 hours, I got both. Evicted, and she was arrested, and so I started divorcing her. All during that year, I went through many trials, and they caused me to come closer to God and start my blog, Dreamwalker1960, which you can search as dreamwalker1960.com. In there, you'll have over 700 posts, most of them about the Bible, and I address many things. It is also during this time that I came to an understanding of what my true ministry was to be now, and one I refuse to turn away from. I am to look after and help those that are called the lukewarm in Revelation 3, 15, and 16. I'll read it in a second, but I just want you to understand. Um, there's a lot of people that actually believe they were one with God right now, and they actually aren't. And it is my goal to awaken them to this issue and help them to turn back to God and awaken to what they need to do and to serve him as best they can. I'm just going to do it by talking. I'm going to do it by teaching. And I hope I get through to these people. And I hope I help them. But here's the, here's the verses. Revelations 3, 15 and 16. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Who are the hot? The hot are those that are actively seeking to, to have a relationship with God through his Son, Lord Jesus Christ. A relationship, now that that's the important thing, an actual relationship. Who are the cold? Well, the cold are those that deny God. They sit there and spit upon the Bible. They wish to destroy Christianity. They wish to incarcerate the Christians. They wish to just end all resemblance of the, of the Bible. They don't want to have anything to do with God. They want to destroy God's even essence in the world. These are the cold. The lukewarm is a combination of this. People who actually believe they are with God through Jesus Christ, but yet they live in the world. And this is something that God does not want. And I will explain this as we go through these, these podcasts. I'm hoping that we can show this and, and make it be seen that there are people out there that actually think they are one with God right now, but in reality... They are the lukewarm. Now, what am I going to use to teach these lessons? Well, for starters, I'm going to use two translations of the Bible. The first will be the New Living Translation. This will be the one that I use to read the Bible verses to everybody because not everybody understands the King James Version. Then I will use the King James Version, and that's where I will break it down with strong exhaustive concordance 
into the Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Now, why is these three languages so important? Well, the Bible was originally written in Hebrew, for the most part, because it was the Tanakh, which was the Jewish Bibles all put together. And then Aramaic was in for certain Bibles like Daniel, for example, which actually is in both Hebrew and Aramaic, which we will get into at some point in the future. And the New Testament, the translation that was best received was the one written in Greek when it was originally written. And it was actually taken into Constantinople and people kept it in that Greek form at that point. Now, we're going to be using those translations in that in-depth way so you can actually understand the meaning of the words as they were originally written. Now, when I use Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, I'm going to be using the number of the, of the word instead of pronouncing it. You really don't want me to pronounce it, trust me. Like, for example, when I use the word kingdom, in Greek, that is 932, or G932. And in Hebrew, it is 4438, or H4438. Now, once I use those translations and get you into the definition of those words, I may even decide to go even further, especially in the New Testament, to use a what's called a theological dictionary of the New Testament. It is 10 volumes long, and it's very exhaustive and tiring to breakdown trust me on this one but it needs to be done at certain times so you have to understand what's going on now I have to say this this is very important if you have a new international version please throw it away it's absolutely bad it, it totally breaks the Bible up in bad ways it does not give you a true representation of the Bible in any way shape or form so you just have to get rid of it I will explain why in another broad in another uh, podcast in the future at the very least if you can't handle the King James Old English get your hands on a new living translation so let's get a little more in-depth as into why the original languages are so important for example the Hebrew like I mentioned earlier is the Tanakh. It is the entire Jewish Bible. Now we don't use every bit of it when we have the Old Testament. There's there's like the rabbis, we don't use those part those books. We just use the the original ones that were in the Torah and and we keep those Bibles and we and we use those books to understand and teach us and we'll have a explanation as to why that is in a future broadcast. Now, just to give a clear understanding why it is so important to hear the words in Hebrew and to understand that we are to honor the Jewish people is that this is how I see it. Okay, Through God, Abraham is the father of the Jewish people. Jesus came from the Jewish people through his sacrifice upon the cross, allowing, which allowed sin to be removed from us if we asked for it. The first Christians were Jewish. Today, they are now called 
the Messianic Jews, but originally they weren't. Gentiles didn't come into being Christians until a short time after this time period. And, it, and the Jewish people really didn't want them in there at first, but through Paul, who became the Gentile um, apostle, we were accepted. And all the world was welcomed into Christianity and to and gave given access to God. So Abraham is the father of the Jewish people, and Jesus was born through the Jewish people. So that makes us Christians the grandchildren of God through Abraham. Now, why Greek? I hinted on it a little bit earlier about Constantinople. But here's the thing which you really have to understand. The Reformation by, that started by Martin Luther happened in 1517 when he put his 95 theses up on the church door. Now, what caused him to do this? What caused him to challenge the Catholic Church, which had made most of the Bible into Latin at that point? Why aren't we using the Latin Bible? Why are we just using the Greek? Well, here's a prime example. Purgatory. Where was purgatory in the Bible? Nowhere. That's right. It's nowhere in the Bible. They had corrupted the Bible beyond all belief. So when the Muslims came to attack Constantinople and destroyed the last part of the Byzantine Empire in 1453, the monks that were in Constantinople fled to the west with the Bibles and the notes in, in, in Hebrew and in Greek. And they went there, and then that's where Martin Luther got exposed to the real Bible, the real Word of God, and that's why he wrote his theses, and that's why we had the Reformation. So, this is why I am trying to teach with these languages. Now, when we start to these lessons in the next pod broadcast, I hope you'll understand and work with me, and I hope you'll accept what I have to say, because I'm just trying to help people realize that they aren't right with God even though they think they are now there are people that are I'm not going to deny that but there's a lot of people that actually think they are that really aren't and I really want to help them and that is the whole purpose of this podcast and I say this in the name of Lord Jesus Christ my Savior may God be with you Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, and it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. Jesus is the only name to remember. And I